Loving and gracious God, may only your truth, may only your wisdom be spoken here. Amen. There was a roadside billboard in the city where I grew up, which was on a busy main north to south corridor in the city when I was a teenager. And the billboard said, Jesus saves. And then directly two blocks down at the very next intersection stoplight, there was another billboard and it said, Miracle Food Mart saves you more. We laugh, of course. But for us, more is usually seen as better, as a goal. More is always better, especially when it comes to butter. We strive for more as a species in this competitive economy and culture. The one who has more usually wins. The apostles came to Jesus and they say to him, increase our faith. They want to believe more, to be more faithful, to trust more, to accomplish more holiness. It's understandable to us and may even be a request which we ourselves have made to God. Give me more faith. If only I believed more, then good things would come to me. If my faith were better, stronger, deeper, bigger, then I might not be afraid. I would be assured of my salvation. Life would be easier and good things would come to me. We are far too often quantitative believers rather than qualitative. It's a reasonable request that these apostles make, especially after Jesus has just instructed them in the preceding passage in chapter 17 of Luke to be ones who are not to be a deterrent to another person's faith and access to God. Jesus says to them, do not be a stumbling block. Don't make others fall from God. Let your influence be good. And if someone does fall, if they do sin, if they stumble, and if they repent, forgive them. Seven times a day, every day, all the time, forgive them. That's your work. Be a force of good in relationships and forgive. Well, geez, I don't know about you, but if we're supposed to stay on this track and to be that good, to be that generous in our forgiving, well, I need more faith. I want more faith. Increase our faith to help us accomplish what you are asking of us, Jesus, whom we follow. More surely is the way that we can do what you have asked. See this seed? 
this puny little thing, this speck of a seed. If you have this, a faith this big, you can do wonders. Now, what Jesus is doing here, he is not saying that the seed will grow and become something huge. That's another story in another gospel. But in this context, in Luke's passage, Jesus is responding to the request for more and offers in response a change of perspective, a message of divine reorientation. If you have even the tiniest portion of faith, it is beyond enough. You have enough. Small can rearrange the created order of things. We have enough faith, so get on with the work. And then Jesus continues in Luke's passage that we heard this morning, or that you read, because you may not have been able to hear it. (laughs) It's in your leaflet. Jesus continues with a bit of a difficult story and an example, one that is problematic for us in our Western modern ears to hear. Who among you, having a slave, the word translates as doula, servant. After the servant comes in from the field, invites her to sit down and eat at the table, no, you would ask them to finish their work, prepare and serve your dinner. Do you thank them? No, they are doing their work, their duty. We have done only what we ought to have done. Now, this tale, this story, gets under our craw. The use of these words, master and slave, no thanks being offered at all, gratitude not being given for work accomplished, work not being acknowledged, Well, a lot of our modern values and cultural norms and expected acknowledgments for a job well done of our well-fought freedoms, in the hearing of this story, these are bruised. However, we need to understand that Jesus is not advocating slavery as we experience it. He is not advocating ungracious servitude. And the passage is not to be taken as a text to advocate ownership of other human beings. Rather, this story is told in the context of its time in history to a community for whom this relationship would be socially understood as common in their experience as a story and an example used in order to teach a piece of wisdom, to provide a transformative perspective, a new way of understanding. 
Jesus uses this relationship example to teach us about a new way of being in relationship. So what is it that Jesus is trying to say here? Well, perhaps in this difficult passage, in this example, Jesus in this context is actually addressing the passage which is before it. That passage we didn't hear this morning in the beginning of chapter 17, the story about being a good influence, about being ones who forgive. Maybe Jesus, in response to the request that comes out of those teachings for an increase in faith, is giving an example of how you should not skip the important parts of life and the work of being an apostle, a disciple, a beloved child of God. Would you ask a servant after doing one part of his work to skip to the next and join you at the table? No, don't ask of them to forget or no, not do the whole expected peace. And in his example, to make and serve dinner. And in light of the job description given in Luke 17, not just being good and being not a cause for another's fall is enough. You must also forgive. Seven times a day, it's your duty, it's your work. It's what makes you a follower. And asking the servant to skip a big part of the day's work would not be customary to Jesus' hearers. He is using an example they could understand, to which they could relate, so that they would see and comprehend that field and table work are connected, just as being good and forgiving are inseparable. And then there's an even more interesting twist. It is not rewarded with thanks. Don't expect to be praised for what is your work. So also when you have done all that you have been ordered to do, say we are only simple servants, we have done only what we ought to have done. You are enough. And you are to do the good work. We have trouble believing this and trusting this. We humans are still trying to comprehend and take in this teaching into our daily lives. We struggle with it because it requires of us the will to choose to see and live differently in relationship to self, to neighbor, and to God. It echoes the perspective given in the Beatitudes presenting a topsy-turvy, inside-out thinking of God through Jesus, where the poor, hungry, weeping, persecuted, despised, excluded are the blessed ones, the holy ones, the beloved of God. This story also points to the example of the teller and the teacher who offers it, who later in the telling of this gospel story in word and action exemplifies servanthood. He teaches, for who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one at the table? 
But I am among you, Jesus says, as one who serves. And then, of course, on the night of his arrest at the Passover meal, he kneels at the feet of his friends, washing their feet, an act of servitude, as an example of loving service, not because he will be thanked, not because he will be rewarded, but because it is the way of God and God's love leading into a whole new way. God kneels at our feet. We long to understand and to follow Jesus. We hope for a better faith, for more faith, because for us as humans, somehow more seems to feel better. Well, today, Jesus is once again trying to tell us this good news. You have a puny faith, like a speck, a minuscule poppy seed, and it is beyond enough. It can change the world and the order of things. Trust it. Small is good in God's kingdom. You have ministry to do, work to do, field and table, outside work and inside work. Don't overlook one. Both are necessary. Be good and be forgiving. And serve. Be doulas, be servants. As Augustine is attributed to say, we follow the one in whose service is perfect freedom. More in God's kingdom is actually less. This is the way of love. God gives us more than enough. Trust the small, serve completely. As the billboard said, Jesus saves, and we in him are more than enough. And all this is to God's glory and to the transformation of the world, one relationship at a time. Amen.